got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Well, if nothing else, it sure was interesting. Welcome into the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network. I'm your host, Amy Barling, and I thank you, as always, for joining us and allowing us to be a part of your Sacramento Kings coverage. The Kings get the win tonight, 133-126. to But, man, if you missed this one, you missed... You missed something. Uh, that's indeed what it was, but this league boils down to wins and losses, and there's about 20 games left in the season. There's a tight playoff race here for the eighth spot, the fight that, despite the fact that the Sacramento Kings are seven games under 500, despite the fact it feels like they're not going to win as many games as they did last year. That doesn't really matter because the playoff dynamic uh, at the eighth spot, uh, it's, it's made up a little bit differently than it was last year. And with the New Orleans Pelicans losing tonight, uh, thank you, Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, The Kings find themselves in a position right now where they're about three games back uh, from the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Portland Trail Blazers now sitting at 27 and 35. The Sacramento Kings sitting at 26 and, or excuse me, 27 and 34. And the New Orleans Pelicans at 26 and 35. Uh, Just for those keeping track, the Phoenix Suns lost as well uh, to the Toronto Raptors. They're 24 and 37. Now this is a game. Uh, this is a tale of of different halves. It's 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 a tale of different quarters. The Kings were the Kings were pretty dominant through three of the quarters. Not all in a row, but three of the quarters they were pretty dominant. But the one that they weren't. Holy. Crap. And I guess they pulled away enough in the fourth quarter where you just feel like, ah, hell, it doesn't really matter. They they won. Uh, as always, we'll bring you the, the, I guess, the Luke Walton press conference or the Igor Kokoskov press conference. I don't know who the hell is giving the press conference, uh, but we'll have it for you here, uh, as we always do. Kings win 133-126. to 126. Again, nothing I'm saying is making any sense if you missed the game. We'll try to take you through. Uh, what happened tonight. But first, uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, rated or reviewed the show, uh, please do that and make sure you join me before we do the Sacramento Kings podcast here on the Hoopball Podcast Network. We're going to be live on Hot Mic. Yeah, it's an app. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's basically a social networking app uh, for sports fans where you can get alternate commentary uh, to Various games, you can get alternate commentary to to the Oscars, you can get alternate commentary to political events, and I'm going to be doing the alternate commentary for the Sacramento Kings and the Philadelphia 76ers coming up on Thursday. So our next game, head over to the Hot Mic app, just download it, whether it's Android or or your iPhone, iOS, whatever it is, Uh, just download the Hot Mic app, use the invite code Damien, D-A-M-I-E-N, 725, Damien, 725, Follow me just like you would on Instagram, just like you would on Twitter, uh, and join me. It's going to be a lot of fun. Even if you're at the arena, bring your earbuds with you. We're going to have a great time. There's a, uh, a a chat screen in there so Kings fans can be a part of it. You can be a part of the conversation. You can be a part of the broadcast. Uh, so we're going to have a lot of fun. It's our first go at it here uh, on Hot Mike. If you're a listener of the All the Smoke podcast, you've heard Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson talk about this. Uh, they're really big into the Hot Mike app. So I'm very much looking forward to this. Our first broadcast coming up on Thursday. 
We're already set to do the Toronto Raptors game as well. I'll see if I can get the Trailblazers game added in the middle of that so we can have the next three Kings games uh, over there on the Hot Mic app. So remember, use the promo code Damien725 or the invite code Damien725 because there's no there's, the, the app is completely free and there's no in-app charges. The service is completely free. We're just going to have some fun over there on the Hot Mic app. So there were some questions entering today's game about De'Aaron's availability. Well, looks fine tonight. As a matter of fact, the reason the Sacramento Kings won was De'Aaron Fox. Uh, De'Aaron was absolutely extraordinary tonight. And when the Kings hit their absolute lowest point, De'Aaron Fox was there to make sure through this whole thing, through this blown 27-point lead that the Sacramento Kings went through tonight, they never trailed. They took the lead at the beginning of the game. They built up, I think it was 8-0 at one point. They built up a really comfortable lead uh, to start this game. They never trailed, even when it got crazy there in the third quarter, even when it went back and forth at the beginning of the fourth. They never trailed. And the reason that they never trailed was because of De'Aaron Fox. Every time it had slipped away to its lowest point, De'Aaron Fox was there to make sure that the Sacramento Kings uh, didn't fall behind. So there were questions about his availability to start. Uh, those were erased pretty quickly as not only did he play, he started, and as I mentioned, the Kings took control there early uh, through the first quarter. They had uh, Scotty Brooks and the Washington Wizards using their timeouts very early into the game. Uh, they were up 39-23 to after one they shot 70% from the field. Everyone was in on the act. Uh, as we got through the second quarter, uh, Kings were shooting 60% from the field. 47% from three. They had three turnovers at the half. Buddy had 17. Alex Lynn, the greatest pickup in the history of Sacramento Kings basketball, and I'm only being slightly sarcastic there. He was five of six at the half. He had 10 points. The first half of basketball for the Sacramento Kings was everything that it needed to be. You knew at that point that the Pelicans had lost. You knew coming in that Washington was struggling. They have not been playing well. And I'm not just talking about through the entire season. The Kings record is only marginally better than the Washington Wizards. I'm talking about as of late. The Wizards have not been playing well late, and you didn't want to be that team uh, that broke their slump. You didn't want to be the team that helped them get right. And that first half, just to exemplify that that first half was everything every person in that locker room wanted it to be, uh, every person in that arena wanted it to be, every person listening to this podcast wanted it to be. It was exactly what you want a team that is playing really well right now to do to a team that is playing really bad right now. And then the third quarter started. And that's when everything changed. Kings outscored Washington. I mentioned this a moment ago, worth repeating. 39-23 to 23 in the first quarter. Kings outscored the Washington Wizards 37-26 to 26 in the second quarter. Up by 28 in the second quarter. And then the third quarter started, and it was a whole new ball game. Wizards came out sharp. And I I mean, you noticed it right away. If you're watching that game and the Wizards come out of the locker room, you realize, okay, the, 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 you, you, a couple of made baskets, a couple of defensive stops, a quick timeout by Luke Walton, it's okay. The Wizards kind of used 
halftime to refocus. And even as they came back from break after that first time out, I thought, okay, the Wizards, you know, they made a little run, but they were down a lot. They were down 27 at the half. Like, it's it's fine. Like, coming back from commercial, I see the buffer with the screen. I'm like, oh, this is it's not that big of a deal. Settle down. Just get one basket. Slow their run down, and you'd be just fine. Yeah, that one basket didn't come. An 18-4 run cut that 27-point lead down to 13. Luke Walton calls another timeout. He subs everybody out. Didn't work. So Luke Walton said, okay, I've called two timeouts. I have subbed the whole damn roster. I'm going to try option C. He got himself ejected with six minutes and 13 seconds left in the quarter. That's why I questioned a few moments ago, for those who didn't see the game, who exactly our press conference would be with, whether it would be with Luke Walton or whether it would be with uh, Igor Kokoskov. But Luke Walton got ejected with six minutes and 13 seconds left in the quarter. That lead, that was 27, that became 13, dropped to seven. With six minutes left, a 27-point lead dropped down to seven. And then it was down to one. De'Aaron did everything he could to take this game over. And with two minutes and 26 seconds left in the third quarter, that 27-point lead that the Sacramento Kings had was completely gone, and the game was tied at 90. And this is where you really, you felt De'Aaron's presence all over the floor. He continued to push this team. He got the Kings. So the, 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 the score was only tied for one possession. It was 90 to 90. And immediately, right down the floor, De'Aaron hits a, 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 a short little mid-range, uh, mid-range shot that gets it back to 92-90. Bradley Beal misses a go-ahead three on the next possession, and that was the moment where I thought, all right, I think they're going to be okay. The third quarter came to an end, and, 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 and the, the lead was completely eliminated. It was 95-95 to 95 with 12 minutes to play. But I felt like the momentum shifted after Bradley Beal missed that three. When the Kings were up 92-90 to 90 and Bradley Beal misses that three on the next possession, he kind of took a quick shot. Kings didn't do anything with it. It's not like there was a big momentum shift. I just think the Washington Wizards lost their momentum in that moment. And you will, when you go back and you watch the, you know, really the, the first three minutes, three and a half minutes of the fourth quarter, Washington was missing a lot of shots. You saw Troy Brown Jr. miss that dunk. When, when, when the, the, the Wizards had missed like three shots in the row, the Kings weren't doing anything on the offensive end here at this point. It very much could have just been a, a, a back-and-forth type game where the Kings score a basket, Wizards score a basket, each team misses a basket. It very much could have been that. Kings got a couple of baskets, but the Wizards, they just couldn't score. And there was a point after the Troy Brown dunk, the Troy Brown missed dunk, where you could feel Bogdan Bogdanovich was walking the ball up the floor, and you could, you could feel the Kings exhale. I think that was the moment where they realized, okay, we've got this. They hit a basket right there when Bogdan Bogdanovich was walking the ball up the floor. They went up seven. The Wizards called timeout, and that was kind of it. The Wizards went four minutes without scoring. 
before uh, Bertans hit a three. It again, game got close. You know, it, it, it was within striking distance for the Washington Wizards, but I didn't feel like the Wizards had enough left yet. I didn't feel like they had enough left. Period. To to take a lead, they got right up to the hump, but never got over it. And when you look at the, <laughs> you go back to that first half performance, I think uh, Jason Ross tweeted 76 points, most points in the first half by the Sacramento Kings this season. And then in the very next quarter, 46 points from the Washington Wizards is the most points given up by the Sacramento Kings this season in a quarter. So it was a, it, it, you know, again, it wasn't a, it wasn't a tale of two halves. It was a tale of one quarter. And that third quarter, and man, it, we almost forgot. It was this season that the Kings were doomed by the third quarter. How many games early in the year did the Kings lose in the third quarter? How many times have we seen games, maybe not as dramatic as 46 to 19, but how many games early in the season did we see the Sacramento Kings scoring a point total, a point total that was in the teens? Now that's what we got tonight, and I mentioned De'Aaron Fox. He was the guy who led the way. I'm going to give you those stats in just a minute. Before I do, I'm going to remind you to head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality as if this game wasn't exciting enough. Imagine having money on it. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pull your best together for a bigger payout. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book you're going to find. And if you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. That means if you deposit $100, uh, you'll get an extra $50 to play with. You guys can do the math. Doing halves are very, very easy. Even I can do it. Uh, the point is, my bookie is going to give you free money to play with if you use the promo code today. Yes, I want you to go use the promo code today, but the promo code is today. When it asks you what your promo code is, you type in the word today. That activates your offer, and that gets you uh, up to half of your deposit uh, in free money to play with. So head over to mybookie.ag. Bet, win, Get paid. De'Aaron Fox is going to get paid. He was 12 of 19 in the 32 minutes he played tonight. 31 points. All of his baskets were timely. All of his baskets mattered. Nothing that De'Aaron Fox did on the floor tonight was wasted. Absolutely nothing. And I noticed when... In, did, did Buddy play at all in the fourth quarter? I feel like Buddy had played... 17, I think, what what I say earlier? He had 17 points in the first half. If I remember correctly, he had 17 points in the first half. He had played 16 minutes. So I'm guessing all of the seven minutes that he played were, were all in the third quarter. I never, I don't recall seeing him at all in the fourth quarter. I thought he did a, a pretty decent job on Bradley Beal in the first half. Uh, Corey Joseph took over those duties. In the second half, well, it, it, it was a combined effort. I think Bradley Beal had 12 points at the half. Again, nothing was going right for the Washington Wizards in the first half. Uh, he wound up finishing with 35. But, you know, Corey Joseph kind of had the defensive assignment there in the fourth quarter. I just don't, I don't remember seeing Buddy. And seeing that he finished with 23 minutes, 
uh, in 17 points. I, I'm not sure that he, I'm not sure that he got on the floor there in the fourth quarter. That fourth quarter was kind of a blur. As you just kind of again, you, you if you if you watched the entire fourth quarter, you knew that the, the you you had to have felt like the Washington Wizards ran out of gas a little bit there, even there in the early early minutes when they went down seven and they went down seven pretty quickly. They went down seven within the first three minutes of the of the fourth quarter and things really settled down for them. Uh, but I don't remember Buddy being back out there. I remember Kent Bazemore being out there. I remember Alex Lynn. Man, Bazemore, Corey Joseph, and Alex Lynn have been so instrumental in the Kings' recent string of success. And those are three just quality players for... Because I still believe Luke Walton is trying to implement some form of a defensive unit out there. Alex Lynn, Corey Joseph, and Kent Bazemore, that's a defensive unit. I mentioned what Alex Lynn had done there in the first half. Uh, He didn't do much in the second in terms of scoring, but he continued to play very well. Six of eight uh, from the field is what he finished with. 12 points to go along with his six rebounds. Corey Joseph, he had 14 points on his six of eight shooting to go along with four rebounds and four assists. Kent Bazemore continues to do everything that you want a bench player who plays 25 freaking minutes to do. Uh, Nine points. Six rebounds for Kent Bazemore. I mentioned Buddy Heald uh, just a minute ago. He had 17 first-half points. He finished the game uh, with 17 points. But this game was about De'Aaron Fox. And I I, I couldn't really, as this game was, as, as, I, as I got comfortable with, okay, the Kings are going to win this game. Or sometimes you walk away from games and you go, yeah, but you don't feel like a winner. I think we're late enough in the season that how you win doesn't matter. It just matters that you get the W. If this was game oh, six, seven, eight of the season, maybe you're a little concerned. Maybe you're not walking away from this game, you know, super happy. Maybe you know that the Washington Wizards are a bad team. Uh, they're coming off a stretch where they're really struggling, and you're walking out of this game like, man, that third quarter. And granted, we're still talking about the third quarter. That's going to be the focal point of the conversation. I'm sure all of the questions that Luke Walton's going to get asked or Igor Kokoskov is going to get asked or De'Aaron Fox or Buddy Heald or, or, or Kent Bazemore. I'm looking at NBC Sportsnet right now. Corey Joseph is talking to uh, uh, Jim Cozumore and Jerry Reynolds. I'm sure he's being asked about the third quarter. That's, that's going to be the focal point of this game. But the fact is, the Kings won. The Kings won on a night where they had to keep pace with what the San Antonio Spurs are doing, I know I didn't mention that earlier. Please forgive me. The Spurs, they eked out a win, if you will, 104-103 against the Charlotte Hornets. Mentioned that the Pelicans lost 139-134. to Thank you, Minnesota, for that one. And you've got the San Antonio Spurs now uh, sitting at 26-34. and uh, As the Sacramento Kings roll on, they get the win today. They're sitting at 27-34 and on the season. So you just want the W's at this point. You blow a 27-point lead, whatever. As long as you get the W, that's what matters. Keep it close all through the fourth quarter, whatever. Doesn't matter as long as you get the W. And the Sacramento Kings, they got just that, and they got a tough stretch coming up. By the way, Kings have won three in a row. They've got a tough stretch coming up with the Philadelphia 76ers on Thursday. As I mentioned, you can... Get the alternate commentary over there on the Hot Mic app. They've got the Portland Trailblazers, who they're 
battling for that eight spot with the Portland Trailblazers. Like they've that, you know, you talk about the tough opponents that they got coming up with Philadelphia. You talk about the tough opponents that they got coming up with these two Eastern Con- Conference juggernauts with 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 Toronto on on Sunday. Man, they've 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 got Minnesota, or excuse me, they've got Portland in between those two games. They got Portland on the first night of a back to back. It's Portland, and then it's and then it's Toronto. Man, that is a, a a difficult matchup, and you've got a you're Luke Walton, man. You've got a you've got to pick your poison here. Obviously, you want to win every game that you play here from 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 this 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 stretch out. But if you have to push all your chips to the table, don't you do it on the Saturday night game against the Portland Trailblazers instead of the Sunday night game? at home against the Toronto Raptors, you've got to get that game against Portland. Now, I know I've been you know, vocal about not particularly believing in Portland, not particularly believing in San Antonio, believing more in what Sacramento was doing, more in what New Orleans is doing, while still recognizing it's the Memphis Grizzlies' position to lose. Grizzlies didn't play tonight. So, the... That's all just my opinion. The fact is, the Portland Trailblazers are still there. They're still right there, 27 and 35. And the Kings are going to have to do something about it when they go at it on Saturday in Portland. So a string of difficult matchups. Oh, did I mention Harry Giles? Before we get to the to the press conference here, I, I didn't and I should. Shame on me. Harry Giles continues his string of very very, very good play. 27 minutes for Harry Giles, uh, six rebounds, 13 points. What's so amazing uh, about H. Jizzle right now is he wouldn't be playing if Rashawn Holmes was healthy uh, and Marvin Bagley was healthy. He just would not be playing. And now we're getting a look at what a defined role. We talk about this all of the time. We talk about you know, the, the, the difficulties of going through, you know, transition years and having years where on a night-to-night basis, these guys don't know what their role is with the team. Harry Giles knows what his role is right now with Rashawn Holmes out and with Marvin Bagley out. I don't think Marvin Bagley is returning to the lineup this year. Just my opinion. No insider information. I'm getting the feeling Rashawn Holmes isn't returning to the lineup as well. My opinion, no insider information. Harry Giles, and whether they return or not, it's it's irrelevant because right now at this particular moment, Harry Giles has a clearly defined role, and he is thriving in that role. And without those two injuries, we wouldn't be watching him play right now. Without those two injuries, he might not be a Sacramento King. Without those two injuries, the entire league wouldn't be getting a look at this 2021-year-old who has so much raw talent. They wouldn't be getting a look at this player who is getting regular NBA minutes, who was once considered one of the greatest prospects in high school basketball. No No one would be watching him. But those two injuries have given us an opportunity to see Harry Giles. It's given the Sacramento Kings front office an opportunity to see Harry Giles. And, you know, bad news for them, it's given the rest of the NBA an opportunity to see Harry Giles. I don't know what type of salary Harry Giles is going to command this summer, 
But I think it's going to be ex- in excess of the $3.9 million that the Sacramento Kings would have had to pay him if they just would have gotten out their stupid little hurt feelings and given him his fourth-year option. If they just would have realized we have invested so much time and energy into this young man, let's go ahead and pick up this option and let him roll with us. It's pretty cheap. $4 million, let's run with it. Now if they want to keep him, there's a high probability they're going to have to pay more than that, and there's a high-ish probability they're going to have to play significantly more than that. Uh, here's Igor Gokoskov. Um, first of all, just the first half versus second half. I know that, you know, the, the culmination of, of um, the Wizards coming back in the third quarter kind of led to, to Luke's frustration and the fouls. Can you just replay kind of what was going on in that situation and what he was angry about? Well, um, you know, uh, it was obvious that there was <clears throat> the first half was probably one of the best halves that we played this year, you know. Uh, I'm not saying that everything was easy, everything was going too easy for us, but uh, I think offensively we had a ball movement, a body movement, we play unselfishly, we play connected, and uh, defensively I think we'd, uh, we follow a game plan. So uh, we also at the halftime, Coach Walton was talking about uh, that we can, it's a 48 minutes game, and we have to sustain, we have to, we have to sustain on that level. We also knew that uh, Wizards are not a team uh, uh, that they can, uh, they're better than what I showed in the first half. So uh, obviously, uh, the way we started third quarter wasn't wasn't good. Uh, uh, it's it's something that it's uh, Coach Walton also talks about a, <clears throat> a lot about uh, growth for this young group and understanding that it's, uh, 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 that we have to stick together. We have to we have that mental toughness as a group, as a team, and uh, and uh, again sustain with a game plan and. Uh, and I think we came too soft, you know, in the, in the third quarter. And we lost that momentum. But also we, we have to be proud of the guys that it wasn't easy just losing that momentum, having such a bad third quarter to fight back, get momentum back, and uh, find a way to win. So, you know, it just it just seems like it was a really long game. Long game. It was very good first quarter. I mean, first half. Uh, uh, really, really, we showed uh, uh, some inconsistency in, in, uh, in, in the third quarter, and, and again, find a great to, to finish the game. Uh, we should we should just be uh, happy and pleased that we won the game. And learning, it's easier to learn when you're winning games. So uh, that's that's we should definitely be pleased, and we can learn a lot. Definitely, watching film tomorrow, we can we can share with each other in a small group a lot of teaching points. Despite the physicality that the Wizards came out with in the third quarter. It seemed like there was a point where De'Aaron Fox was like, okay, I have to I have to stop this run. I have to kind of take over. Scores two straight possessions in the paint. How important is it for him in terms of his growth and the growth for you guys to have him have the capability to put a stop to runs and move you guys in the in the right direction? We shouldn't forget how, you know, DeAndre Fox, I mean, he is, he is, uh, he's a head of the snake and uh, but super young guy. And this is uh, this kind of games are uh, growth uh, uh, moments and, and the time for him to take that ownership and leadership with this group. I think he feels it. He felt it tonight. And uh, you just mentioned those two possessions where he felt that we were too passive. Our offense was too much side to side and uh, he took that. Uh, that leadership, uh, he, the voice that we needed at the moment, and again, that's something that we're going to need more and more from from uh, Fox. Coach. I like Igor. That's good stuff there. Igor Kokoskov there on the, the press conference. The Kings 
Get the win. Oh, it was something. 133 to 126. We thank you so much for tuning in here and being a part of the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network. We will be back on Thursday immediately following the game. Uh, make sure you download the Hot Mic app. Make sure you use the invite code Damien725. Uh, we're going to have some fun watching the Kings and the 76ers uh, coming up on this Thursday. Uh, 76ers lost, by the way. They lost to the Los Angeles Lakers tonight, so they're going to be coming in uh, with uh, quite the attitude, I'm sure. Uh, rate, review the show, share it with all your friends, post it on Facebook, post it on Twitter, uh, whatever your favorite social media platform is. Tell all your Kings fans about what we're doing over here on the Sacramento Kings podcast, and we will see you Thursday right here on the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hoopball and the Hoopball Podcast Network.